Gerçi Sevne Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. And with us for a spooktacular mashup all the way from Germany, the one, the only, Daniel Grothy. Fellas, how the hell is it going? Well, let me start by um, uh, say thank you, um, because, you know, this is kind of my comeback. <laughs> um, I've been gone for a while, right? And it's been a long time. Um, I think it's almost been like uh, three years, two and a half years since I've been on the air with my show, uh, WID. Too long. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm freaking nervous. Uh <laughs> Uh, haven't talked in English for a while and um, haven't been on the air. So um, let me try if this still works. Um, uh, it, it, it went as, it went something like this. Um, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be out there on this crazy planet. Um, this is not WID, but I'm still Daniel Grothy. <laughs> Hi there, guys. <laughs> That made me smile so big. Just hear that again. <laughs> it's Drive-By Wrestling Podcast slash WID for this special uh, Halloween edition. And yes, Mike, I smiled as well. Uh, Daniel, that's awesome. It's amazing to have you. 
Um, yeah. We'll see how this goes. Maybe we can uh, figure something out and get you on here more often, get your uh, voices back over here on the uh, state side, Daniel. <laughs> well, um, never say never, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's do let's we, I, we're going to kind of just free talk. I do have a couple topics I was looking at that I wanted to touch on specifically, Daniel, on the wrestling right. side. Of you were just uh, at a WWE event in Germany. What, two days ago? Yep, exactly. Um, it was in Munich uh, at the Olympia Hall. And it was um, I think it was. Yeah, it was the first event here in Germany. They've been to Cologne yesterday and Hamburg today, um, and uh, it was pretty amazing. I mean, I've I've been to a live event uh, uh, years and years back. I mean, CM Punk versus Chris Jericho was the main event. It was like oh, wow. the WrestleMania Revenge Tour thing, and man, they stepped up their game. Um, they changed their live program big time. Um, there was everything, man. There were intro videos. It felt like a Raw show. It, it felt like a live show. Like, it's really Monday Night Raw. Um, it was loud. It was uh, funny. It was amazing. And the wrestling was actually really good. Um, I think the best match on the card was uh, Gunter versus... Um, ah, the name slipped. Uh, the big guy. He fought on Monday Night Raw a few weeks back. Um Bronson Reed? Yes, Bronson Reed. Thank you. And uh, it was a pretty amazing match. Um, I mean, they basically did the thing they did at Raw. And mm. uh, to see that live and to hear Gunter's chops, man. <laughs> yeah, insane. it's something else, isn't it? It's insane. This guy is insane. And yeah, but the whole show was just really great. And well, I, I was looking forward to see uh, Kevin Owens live. He wasn't there because he was traded to SmackDown. Um, but they had the Miz and the Miz uh, fought um, Cody Rhodes. And that was pretty amazing, too. Uh, main event, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, versus Seth Rollins for the title. Nice. Uh, they did a street fight. And the finish was pretty awesome, too, because Shinsuke ran like full speed into a table and this thing just exploded. I mean, it was really like it exploded all over, all over the place and it was a really cool event. Yeah. I love it. I love it. They, uh, they have stepped up their house show game, their live event game. They have a nice mini stage with a nice video screen and everything. So it feels more like, a a big show. And I always say, if you can't go to a pay-per-view, go to a live event instead of a raw or SmackDown. Cause you get way more wrestling. Cause you don't have commercial breaks and all that jazz. And, yeah. and, and you're going to see the pay-per-view main event. Yep. Like they, yep. get, pra they get practiced on house shows. You're going to see yep. a pay-per-view main event ahead of time. That's, that's kind of cool, but also kind of ruins things, but it's also kind of cool. <laughs> well, if you accept like, and take it for what it is it's pretty awesome <laughs> yeah yeah like, all right felt, cool. it felt like the guys had a lot of fun too like it's mm -hmm. not as scripted it's not as you know look there go there the camera is here and stuff like that and um they're just free to do what they want and it was uh, actually you could you could feel that they had a lot of fun doing it and uh and 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 uh I, I found it really cool. Um, 
of course with Imperium because they've been in Germany. So they were like the heroes for the first time, I guess. Um, and Ludwig <laughs> Kaiser was like, he, the, the crowd went nuts for this guy. Um, and, you know, he had a, a Germany flag and all that stuff. And the whole crowd was chanting Ludwig Kaiser and, and, and Imperium won actually the match. And it was insane to see how happy those guys are because, you know, in, in, in the Raw and SmackDown shows and, and the pay-per-views, they're always the bad guys and they lose or they're like uh, cheating and stuff. And it was a clean match. They won clean and the crowd went nuts for them. And it was just cool to see them in this different kind of way. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I have to ask, while that was going on, breaking news of August 31st, 2024, Bash in Berlin. Uh, I believe first ever um, major pay-per-view PLE for WWE emanating from Germany. Daniel, you saving I, up and making that trip? <laughs> I I will try to, man. I, I I was just, I mean, Berlin is exactly on the other corner of Germany for me, so it's kind of, I mean, I live there, but it's it's an expensive trip there, and I'm sure the pay-per-view cards will be expensive too, so. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I will try to be there because I think it's going to be insane. I really think it's going to be insane. And they promoted it like crazy in Munich. I mean, it was like they, they were like, uh, Ludwig Kaiser actually talked just about him. Um, he was the one who said, okay, Germany, German crowd, German part of the universe, WWE universe. Thank you. Without you, we couldn't have this pay-per-view in Germany. And, I hope to see you all there. And uh, it was like promoted every every five minutes. So um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty hyped for it. And I will try to go there. I, I don't know if I can make it, but I will try. Um, it's pretty expensive here too. I mean, um, I paid a lot, well, it was a birthday present, but if you, if, of course, um, if you check the price for the card I had now for this event, it was pretty expensive too. So I guess you can at least triple the costs per card. Um, so I don't know if I can afford that, but yeah, they uh, they aren't cheap anymore. No, no, no. Um, I think you know, two days ago, if I if I take the costs for the trip and the hotel room and the event, um, well, that's a small vacation. So. It's really expensive. And Mike, I'll toss it to you. Rumor is Cleveland in the running for SummerSlam this summer. Uh, we going? Dog, I'm there. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, Cleveland? Are you kidding me? I'm there. <laughs> I told my wife this morning, and she said, we got to do everything we can to make sure you're there. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland? Yeah, let's do this. So possibly out of this group, we have a major uh, PLE reporting uh, to do uh, in the next year. Mike, I want to stay with you. You kind of said in our group chat um, that it was pretty obvious. But Ric Flair shows up on AEW, Mike. Uh, do we want to see Sting versus Ric Flair in 2023? No, not at all. <laughs> We don't. We don't. We barely, Daniel? We barely, we barely want to see Sting versus, like, Darby Allen, right? Right, right. Barely. 
Uh, well, I mean, you got to respect Sting. Um, I, I think it's pretty insane. If, if you look at all the old guys still wrestling, I think he's the one who still performs the best, yes. I think, um, for his age, of, uh, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, please, please just, you know, I don't know, lock him away or something. But Ric Flair, don't <laughs> step in a wrestling ring again. Please don't, just don't. I mean... Shouldn't there be like people, you know, who are responsible for this guy and just, you know, not letting him do something like that? Because I think it's dangerous. It's stupid. Um, it's it's just nobody wants to see it. It's uh, insanity. Hey, Stan, yeah. Happy retirement. Yeah. We got yeah. you. We got you a 75 year old alcoholic sex addict. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. The the you know, you hope. I don't know. Didn't he almost die in his last last quote match? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he was dead before that. Or I mean, he was right. dead and then literally clinically dead. And, yeah, and 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 then he had the match, and he almost died during that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, if um, I was watched... Sting, I'd be like, "Thanks, but no thanks." I watched a little bit of that flare match and um, it was like when you go back and watch a Chris Benoit match from 1999. It's hard to watch. And the entire match, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I tell fuck. you something. I watched, I watched the whole thing. And after it, I really started to love uh, the Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane thing. Because if you've seen the last Ric Flair match, then this one is like, it's it's the best match ever. That still doesn't exist in our world, Daniel, because we refuse to watch it. So. I, yeah, yeah, Shawn Michaels, watch, but watch, Shawn Michaels watch has never whole. wrestled another match. Yeah, no, I know, I, but but if you watch the whole Ric Flair um, uh, match, <laughs> then then you will love this one. Believe me. Staying on the topic of Shawn Michaels, like how pissed would you be if you were Shawn and you had that amazing final retirement match for Ric Flair that just was as poetic as can be in pro wrestling, and this dude just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and basically tarnishing that match and that ending. Exactly. Um, I don't think it changes that match in hindsight because it's his final WWE match. I guess that's fair, but you know, it's just one of those things where it's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like just it's like you had, long. you had this, this could have been the last thing people remembered of you in a ring. And now we have not this being the last thing people remember. So, yeah, but I, I think money has a lot to do with it, but, um, on the other thing, hey, let's stay in the Halloween spirit. Maybe Ric Flair is like, you know, like like the boogeyman, like uh, like Michael Myers. You can't just you can't kill him. He's coming back. He's just coming back. You he's know? quite possibly the Walking Dead. He's the Walking Dead, right? I mean, <laughs> and you he we actually can joke is. and say that, and obviously you hope that he's okay. But like, I don't. I have zero desire to see this man in any match, let alone, and props to Sting, because he's still been doing it and doing it at a pretty 
amazing level for his age, but I can't imagine these two carrying anything that resembles a match. Anything even remotely close to entertaining. But hey, what do I know? I've just watched this for my entire life and talked about it for the last five years on the internet. There's zero yeah. chance that match is good. <laughs> I I really don't think it will happen. I, I don't think I mean Tony Khan is like he's like a collector, right? I, I still think this guy just started off like I'm the biggest wrestling fan ever and I want my own wrestlers and I want to play with them. Oh. And uh, <laughs> and he treats them like action figures, you know, I want yep. this one, I want this one, and I want this one. Um, but not even this guy. I really I, I don't think he will put together Sting and Ric Flair and actually think that it will work. It it just I, I I really can't believe it. Not in my world. I don't know. Maybe in his world, but in my world. I don't see. I don't think he cares if it works for everyone else. I think it's more of a but I want it kind of like you just said. But I want it, and I think that they want it, being them being Sting and Flair. So we're just gonna do it, and it doesn't matter because I can. But do you really think that a guy like Sting wants to wrestle <laughs> the, 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 the the zombie Ric Flair? I, no. I don't think so. No, I, I wouldn't think, think so. Wants a good match for his last one. Yeah. He wants to go out and put over a young guy on the way out. The way you're supposed to do it, Mark. Right? <laughs> Which I guess I don't know. technically Even... he did. Technically he did. But also Excellent. technically he didn't. Or even, you know, if if it's not a young guy, I mean, then maybe Edge, you know? Or yeah. sorry, Adam Copeland. But, but, you know, something like that. But please, not Ric Flair. Just don't. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, hopefully that was a, a one-time deal and we can just move on. Maybe Flair could be in his corner for his last match. I'd be okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'll take a I'll take a Flair face fall. Uh, I was at a live event once when uh, Evolution was a thing, and oh, right. Flair was drunk off his ass during the match. Uh, fell over. Triple H and Sean, or I'm sorry, Triple H and Orton were trying so hard not to laugh. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was it was something, and I guess one of those things like. I'm glad I got to see it because I'm sure that doesn't happen everywhere, but I got to witness it. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> all right. One more wrestling hey, thing. Hey, I just kind of wanted to throw out there. Go ahead. Can, can I say one more thing? Because I think what would be even worse, you know, maybe you don't have it on your minds right now, but what would be if like um, we have Sting have his final match against Goldberg? <laughs> We all know on this podcast how I feel about Goldberg, right? <laughs> mm. Not, not a fan. I mean, it would be better than Sting versus Ric Flair, but not I by don't much. Think so. <laughs> not by much. The only reason I say it would be better is because I'd be less likely to think someone's gonna die during the match. Although it's Goldberg, so actually the possibility might increase. Uh, I don't I know. I just wanted to say that. I just, I just wanted to say maybe, I mean, if it's Goldberg, then the chance that, that we don't uh, see the end of the match because Sting is going to be dead is pretty high. Yes. So, uh, 
either one of those two matchups, there's a death possible on both sides. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we steer clear of both of those. The very uh, career threatening concussion. That was a bad joke, man. He feels really bad about that. You know that? Like, <laughs> I, like I came across some Goldberg stuff this week on YouTube, and they asked him about the concussion, and he was like, "I felt really bad about that for a lot of years." But, like, now we're, like, 30 years on, and Bret Hart just still keeps talking about it. And it's like, I don't feel bad anymore. Fuck you, pussy. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Basically was, like, what he said. Was, like, I felt bad about it for a number of years, but he just wants to keep running his mouth and bad-mouthing me, so, like, fuck him. Like, like he was like, hell yeah, man. That's how I'd feel. Like, really, I'd feel bad about it until the dude just kept running his mouth for 30 years. And then I'd be like, you know what? Like, fuck you, pussy. I'm glad I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to do it, but now I'm happy that it happened. Yeah, like, you know, you actually have, like, made it worthwhile. But we could, we could take, like, we could take, like, uh, Sting and Flair and Goldberg and uh, make it a triple threat death match. Literally. Literally a death match. (laughs) You know what? Let's make it a four-way. Let's throw Bret Hart in there, too. Yeah, Bret Hart. Right. First one to die loses, and then we just eliminate from there. And then it's like in the elimination style. I love it. <laughs> triple threat death match slash casket match. We got all our bases covered. <laughs> it's just Halloween. This all works out. I like it. Let's go. Let's book it. Come on. Someone make a call to Tony. You know he's got the money for it. I, I would tune in. Definitely. <laughs> uh last wrestling topic that i just wanted to get opinions on guys um according to uncle dave uh both wwe and aew are dead deals when it comes to cm punk possibly returning to either company um thoughts yeah. uh we'll go first daniel well okay um <laughs> Now, maybe I, I don't know how, how you guys feel about him, but I personally um, am a big CM Punk guy still because I think that people just don't understand why he is the way he is. I think that he's very old school and I think that um, he just functions like the wrestlers did in the 80s. Except for the and drugs. I think, yeah. <laughs> But I really think that um, what happened is basically that, um, uh, you know, he's he's of course an egomaniac, but um, they gave him power and he had that power. And then someone like Jungle Boy kind of, you know, stepped on his toes a little bit and he just wanted to put him in his place. And um, I guarantee you, nobody would have known about something like that, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that all would be handled by wrestlers court or by something like that. And I don't think that CM Punk would be the bad guy in the situation uh, a few years back. Now, of course, times have changed and you have to do something. Everything comes out. People are talking about it. Oh, there was this confrontation. And um, well, you can't just, you know, 
say, okay, we're going to just ignore it. So Tony Khan had to do something, and that was to fire him. By the way, the first time he was suspended uh, with the uh, presser, with the press conference thing, I saw the whole thing. I, I, it was genius. I I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved how he how he ate those those uh, cake things and with his bloody sweaty uh, uh, handkerchief around his neck and stuff. It was amazing. It was freaking amazing. And I think it was the best heel work I've ever seen. Really. So I I just I think he's way too old school for this new kind of wrestling. And um, I. Personally, I think that we will definitely see him back in WWE. I'm I'm 100% sure that because I think money always wins, and the WWE knows that, and Triple H, even Triple H, knows that. So if they bring him back, even if it's just for a very short time, because I think it will be for a very short time, mm -hmm. they will have immense, immense ratings. And I don't think that they let him go to TNA. I really don't think that because uh, TNA is coming back big time. Um, and I think that WWE kind of likes this AWWE thing. But if there is a third company now entering the game, I think it's going to be difficult. So I really think they will surprise us. And I really think that we will see him punk, but not at Survivor Series, but at the Royal Rumble. Mike? Um, so you think that I want to come back to Daniel on this. You think the press conference, um, okay. So I, I just want to hone in on what you're saying here. Effectively, you sure. think he lives his gimmick. Yeah. Okay. And you think the press conference was just him doing part of the gimmick? Yeah. Part. Yeah. Oh, that's and an I interesting think I really, way of I looking. really think that. Tony was into the whole thing because if you watch it back, Tony is sitting next to him, smiling like a little child. I think that was because he was uncomfortable and wasn't expecting it. Uh, I, I watched it a few times. I think <laughs> I think that it was. I, I I really think that this was part of the game. Mm. It just escalated after that, and, and, just, and that's the problem. They just didn't let. Okay, so. This is kind of interesting theory that he was just doing a work, but yeah. he didn't let the other people in on it. Exactly. And that's it. And and, and he didn't talk with the other ones. And, and then he had this plan with Tony. He had this idea of, you know, uh, taking on again his his bad guy role, because when he came to AW, he was like the hero. And this is something I think CM Punk is very boring as the good guy. Yeah, I do. Very, agree. very boring. And and he's perfect as the bad guy, as the heel, as the you know everybody hates him, but he still wins. And and I think the plan was okay. I'm going to go. I, I, I will take on the elite, and 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 you know the the how do you call it? They call it the four corners or something of AEW all the time. The four so pillars. Four pillars. And I'm going to take them down and, and one by one and stuff like that. And I think that was the plan, and at least in Punk's mind. And that's why he tried again to call out uh, Hangman Adam Page um, without Hangman knowing. But I think that Punk just tried to spin his own storyline, if you want. And, um, well, it escalated because the other guys didn't know. And then, of course, they have a big ego, too. And... 
I think that's the problem. But I really think he had a brilliant idea for a program, and it was a work. But, you know, without the other guys knowing. That is a very interesting theory that I had it not is. considered. It really is. Ah. <clears throat> Uh, I guess that's kind Both of, of too. Punk, CM Punk is an actor too, and he's not a bad actor. I mean, he's got he's getting shit on all the time, and uh, but uh, he he was great in 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 heels. Um, he was great in in this in this independent horror movie. I I don't remember the movie. Uh, but, uh, the girl on the top floor, something like yep, that. That's yeah, it. something. Girl like, on the top floor, really, something like that. He he was really good in that, and 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 he's he's like um. Yeah, he, it wasn't a bad movie. No, I, I really liked it. I mean, for a horror movie and for a horror movie without big budget and um, with a wrestling guy, yeah, you know. Said, for a horror movie starring a pro wrestler, yeah, it, it was pretty fucking good. Girl yeah. on the Third Floor came out in 2019. Exactly, and um, so I'm and I think he that. was in. I think he was in um, the Sons of Anarchy spinoff uh, too. In in mayans or yeah yeah he was in that my wife watches that yeah yeah so i i mean he's an actor and i think he he know and if you watch the presser back if you watch this press conference back um for, for he's acting i mean this is i i really think the whole thing i explained before i 100 percent think that this is what cm punk planned i 50-50 on if, if Khan was in it, but I think Punk planned this. This was his way to go, and he lived his gimmick. So if we're going to – I like this too, and if we're going to go with it, I'm going to say Khan wasn't in on it, and that's the difference between the way things are handled, say, with AEW and Tony Khan and something like WWE where, yes, AEW has this quote-unquote creative freedom, but then shit like this can happen if not everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Unless, as the theory is now, this entire thing from beginning to now has all been a work and CM Punk's the devil. Hmm. Well, I don't, which is a wild thing I've seen uh, over the last two or three days. I don't believe at all, but uh, I'm just throwing it out there. I feel like, Mike, you think he's going to show up at one of the one WWE, AEW, TNA? You, throw it out there. Um, I don't think we ever see him in a wrestling ring again. Okay, so Daniel's a WWE. Mike's a never wrestling again. Me, I'm going to say, man, the only thing that now makes me think he shows up in WWE is because they've come out and blatantly said he's not going to show up in WWE, that they've had no talks with him and that's never going to happen. <laughs> saying that we don't want fans to be disappointed at Survivor Series, which also could be because he's not going to be at Survivor Series. He's going to be at Royal Rumble. I don't know. I was a huge CM Punk fan who became not so much of a huge CM Punk fan over the years of, you know, this was before AEW was even a thing. You listen to this show. We talked about how much I was so sick of the CM Punk's chance. Like he can't go over himself. He'll never come back and let's just move on. Uh, to admittedly being excited when he showed up on whatever that Fox WWE like talk show was backstage or whatever it was called, uh, where I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out and see what's what and 
still was like excited for it, but really didn't like the guy. Still don't really like the guy. Uh, if all of this shit is legit and it all went down kind of as is, shoot, brother. Um, I feel like he's kind of a locker room cancer. Uh, but that said, I also feel like the shit that goes on in AEW would not go on in WWE. So if they didn't think they could control it, they wouldn't even have him back. I do feel you're right, Daniel. If he does show up in WWE, it will be a very limited appearance thing. It won't be a full time guy. He'll do a few, you know, a few shots here and there to bigger shows, uh, maybe in between leading up to WrestleMania and then probably sail off as like a, a legend's deal or maybe even go back to AEW or go do a shot in TNA, something like that. I don't think it'll be I, a full-time gig. I'm you telling know you, if he comes back to WWE, Hunter going to be at the doctor begging him, do I have enough in me for a three-minute squash? <laughs> is the is the ticker good enough for a two minute squash, Doc? Okay. Can I give a pedigree? That's all I need to know. Right, that's all I need to know. Can I get a two minute squash in, Doc? A ring entrance, a gut kick, and a pedigree. That's all I need, Boom. Doctor. That's it. I just need two minutes, man. Two minutes. Oh, I love it. I love it. By the way, what I, I said um, for a very short time because not because I think he he's going to do this um, reduced uh, like John Cena does now because Hollywood is striking. Um, I, I I think uh, he is going to do a few shows and then he's going to quit because I I really think that CM Punk and WWE will not work out again. Like not really work out good i think he will go there and i think he will you know get a few paychecks and then he will quit and then he will quit for good but i think that's i think that's why it would be limited it'd be like hey let's do this run from rumble to wrestlemania and then we'll leave it there go from there and if you want to do more it works out we'll we'll sign another few short deals and go that way plus he's in with endeavor he kind of i guess still works for them with some announcing gigs so the company that now owns WWE likes CM Punk. So I, it's interesting. I I mean, not a fan, but I, I'd be lying if I would say like if, you know, the countdown on Rumble, you know, ended at, you know, entry number 15 and it played Call to Personality, I would probably jump off the couch. So I'd, I'd be yeah. a hypocrite if I said that wouldn't happen. No, of course. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, I met the guy and I'm just, you know, I... I know a lot of people say, oh, he, he doesn't like to talk to fans and all that stuff. And he's like uh, this and that, and he's arrogant. And well, I had nothing like that. I just, I, I walked straight up to him and I, that was back in Berlin where he had the um, the WrestleMania Revenge Tour. And we waited like four hours or something after the show because I knew the wrestlers had to come out sometime. <laughs> so we waited and I just went straight up to him and I said, hey, um, big fan. And I know you don't like uh, to talk to fans, but I want your autograph on, on, on my on my wrist because I want to get it to two tonight. So please. And he was like he was like hugging me and saying, this is fucking crazy. You're insane. And there you have it. And he, he did it. And I still have his, his, his signature on my on my wrist to do it forever. So 
and I, I, I really, I, I like this guy, and and I, I feel like he, he comes from the punk rock scene. He comes from all this, you know. And if you watch this documentary, the, please, this guy almost died. If, if you, if you think about it, I mean, he had a broken skull, and he didn't get real medical attention. He just kind of waited it out, and and um, I think he's really really uh interesting as a person and i think he lives wrestling and old school wrestling like no one else and and that's why i think that all the stuff that happened in aw yeah was living his gimmick because he is a real old school wrestler in the wrong time he's a 80s wrestler in 2023 and that's the problem <laughs> Hey, I like it. I did not know that you had uh, an autograph tattooed from CM Punk. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I have it. Um, wait a second. Uh, this is a podcast, I know, but I can. <laughs> hey, there we go. Here it is. Yeah, this I love is, it. This is CM Punk's <laughs> signature on my on my wrist. Also, in CM Punk's defense, for like being known as not being cool to fans. I have frequently heard that he that is all about the approach. That right, he that's is fair. Exactly as cool to you as you are as you, when you approach him. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's reasonable. I mean, that's how. Uh, personally, I think everyone should kind of work like that because it's. Hey, if you're an asshole to me, I'm going to be an asshole to you, and 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 it's just like. It's human behavior, man. If you punch me in the face, I punch you in the face. If you hug me, I hug you. It's yeah. Just... yeah, don't bother me when I'm eating dinner or working out, you right. know. Don't come up to me calling me Phil. That was a big thing I heard you guys <laughs> Yeah, say. yeah, don't, don't yeah, absolutely. Phil. We're not friends. You don't know me. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. Absolutely. And then I always absolutely. think back uh, about the old stories, you know, like how Undertaker uh, uh, lived as Undertaker for how many decades? I mean, uh, and and he just after his retirement or shortly before it opened up and became Mark Kellaway. Um And I think it's kind of the same thing. I think CM Punk is is of course with his wife and at home and with his dog Larry and all that. He is Phil, <laughs> but every time he's out there on the streets or he's CM Punk. And right. uh, this is and and he's like one of the Last guys, I think, and I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but I, I think I understand what's going on here with this guy because I think he's really living this CM Punk kind of gimmick kind of thing, and um, and that's why I think that well, he's misunderstood in a kind of way. And again, something I want to say because I give him mad respect for his UFC run because people laughed about it and all. Hey, be forty years old and start with the UFC. I mean, yeah, no way. Do that. Do that, <laughs> and 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 then you know, uh, with uh, what 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 uh, what was the name? Mickey Gall or, or his his uh, his uh, fight? Yeah, I think it, Mickey or Mikey Gall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this young guy. This this uh, UFC athlete, this killer machine, <laughs> and and you're 40 years old. Your body is broken down from wrestling. You had your skull crushed. Uh, you're like completely, you know, this is not, and you're still managed to 
you know, not go down in the first two seconds. Hey, sorry, but mad respect, because I would die in about 10 seconds uh, in that ring. Yeah, sir, you, you, you know, I'm not saying you turn me completely around, but I'll, I'll give the guy a little bit more of a break maybe now after this conversation. Um, I want to do this. That. Maybe he calls me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this because, Daniel, I know there's some people that miss your takes and your outlook on the weird, the strange, what goes bump in a night. And this is a spooktacular monster mashup. So let's switch gears. Uh, yeah, because I've so got this is going questions. to be the WID part of this, this show. This is the next part. Uh, so let's do this. I got a couple things I know I want to get your opinion on, your take on. Uh, sounds like Mike does, too. So I had texted you earlier. Mike, I don't know if you saw this either, but Daniel, you said you saw it. Mike, did you see the Colorado Bigfoot video? Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah. Did you see it? Yes. Yes, I saw it, man. This is the worst fucking video ever. Like, man. <laughs> like, right. like, man, Just... it looks like a costume. Yeah, it does. But it's... I'm so glad there's a but there. Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Because um, if you... And I'm not going to sit here and say it's the real deal. Because... Oh, and now you all know that. If you listened to my show back then, you know that I, I think um, the Patterson-Gimlin video is real. I still mm -hmm. do that. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a costume. Oh, it's been proven fake. It's never been proven fake. And with uh, the new enhancements and all that, you can definitely see muscle movement. You see all mm -hmm. that. Uh, I'm still 100% sure that Patterson-Gimlin is the real deal it's bigfoot um now the new video um it looks like a costume right and it looks nothing like the patterson gimlin so we have a problem here because if i say that patterson gimlin is real uh and the new one doesn't look anything like it how can i say maybe there is something to it well look at people look at human beings and um do we all look the same? No. So um, is it possible that there are ape-like creatures, ape-like um, things all around the planet in different kind of forms? Absolutely. Now, why does this thing look like this Bigfoot from uh, what What was the movie? Henry and the Hendersons? or Harry something? and the Hendersons. Yeah. Harry and the Hendersons, because it looks exactly like that. I don't know. But I find the story interesting because I don't feel like the people who filmed it had any interest or anything to do with Bigfoot. So um, they see something, they shoot it with their cam, and it it looks weird. And I'm not 100% sure that this is a fake. See, I have a similar yet different take, Daniel. I feel like with the some of the movement that it actually reminded me a lot of the Patterson video and i also feel like it's way newer technology videotaping this and maybe that's why some of the discre discrepancy between the two obviously it I, the Patterson Gimli was like a black colored fur correct where this is more brown but 
there's I, always there's I, always I, been reports of different colors of Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that well, I mean, we don't have Bigfoot only. We we have Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, of course, like we all know it. But there is the Yowie. There is um. The Yeti, there is uh, thousands of different names for the thing all around the world. Even in Germany, there's something like that. So uh, we, we, we um, uh, first of all, okay, do I believe that there is a creature like that roaming around? Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, there is some kind of animal out there that is um, ape-like or human-like, human-ape-like, um that's not us and that we don't know much about um and then it gets interesting because you can say all right this is like um this is like uh leftover neanderthal thing or something evolved in a different kind of way like us or um it's a completely different animal or it's interdimensional or it's whatever i mean there's this theory and if you listen to my show back then I personally think that there is some kind of thing that represents itself in a way. <laughs> this is the weird thing about this stuff. Um, it's possible that it's all the same thing. It's it's possible that aliens and poltergeists and Bigfoot and the Chupacabra and the Loch Ness Monster and, and stuff like that. It's all the same kind of thing just playing with us, toying with us, the trickster entity. Um, and it's all the same thing, just representing itself to us in a way that we want it to see or it wants us to see it. And um, so it's, who knows? It's Pennywise. Man. Yeah, it's like Pennywise. <laughs> it's like it's like something from a, a different dimension. And um, so... Lots of theories. I'm not sure that the new video is fake. I'm not sure that the new video is. Um, see, yeah, I, I see now for, for the listeners, there is like uh, another interdimensional creature um, <laughs> who just who just appeared on this digital device. And it looked kind of like the hat man from the sleeper. <laughs> house, I, think. Um, I, I had to turn on the camera to show my face because like, yeah. This it looked like interesting you guys know about you guys know about uh, 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 Indrid Cold from the Mothman. Uh, yes, I have a friend who goes by the name Indrid Cold. Yes, yeah, uh, Indrid Cold, one of the creepiest things ever. This always smiling demon-like creature thing that appeared in the Mothman thing, of course, and 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 I don't know, man, but I just. I think I just saw Indrid Cold here on my computer. <laughs> it um, was like, it, was, it, it feels like I just saw him and, and you know, the chills on oh, everything ran down my spine. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? And it's gone. <laughs> so I just saw a paranormal creature called the fiasco. So <laughs> there, wow, this is, you just kind of blew my mind with this. Um, there is an idea that cryptids around the world are just effectively a trickster god. Fairies. Inventing, 
Yeah, you know, fairies too, of course. Fairies, gnomes, elves, aliens, uh, uh, mermaids. Presenting themselves yeah. as what we want to see them as. Yes. Or have been conditioned to see them as. Of course, Ooh. and 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 by the way, there is a very great book about that. Um, everyone should read it. It's uh, a passport to. Um, oh my God, passport to. Man, my brain doesn't work anymore like it did, it did a few years ago. Um, <laughs> Magulia, something like that. It's um, uh, from Jacques Vallée, uh, the very uh, important UFO researcher. Um, passport, passport to, oh my gosh, you should read it. You will find it. Magonia. Yeah, Magonia. Magonia. Thank you. It's on Amazon and, right now for a hundred and six dollars. Yes. Holy shit! Holy shit! You can you can find it uh, on different kind yeah, of pirates just travel to sea, but um, you see the book cover if you just search for it, and and it's exactly that. It's it's this trickster thing that wears different masks, and basically it's the idea that all we experience, all those paranormal things, all those unexplainable things is the same kind of force, the same kind of energy. Because if you if you look at this stuff, if you look at alien abductions, if you look at um, uh, cryptids, if you look at uh, hauntings, all that stuff, it's always kind of playful. It's always playing with us. It's always like almost you said it like 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 Pennywise. It's it's this. Um, there is a bit. There is one example that I always think about when we when when talking about stuff like that, and that's uh, Sam the Sendown Clown. People should look that up. It was this weird clown-like, but not really clown-like, more alien creature that was playing with children, and it's very creepy, and it's it's exactly this kind of trickster thing it's it's unexplainable insane it's if you would tell people i experienced something like that they would say you're crazy but it's i i, I start to think after all the shows i did and i had a lot of people on and, and a lot of stories you guys know about that and i did my own research and stuff like i start to believe that there is something going on that's even bigger than than aliens and and by the way, even with the latest stuff that happened on, you know, with David Grouch and all that, and with uh, the, the the UFO hearings, and I stuff. wanted to get to that and get your opinion. Yeah, but what did he say? He didn't call them aliens. He he, he it's it, it has always been talked about that it's it's non-human intelligence. It's non-human right. intelligence. It's not aliens. It's not something. It's not this. It's not that. So, I, I think that, I think a big reason why why disclosure did not happen. And by the way, I think it will never happen. And I said that again and again and again You've and been again. Been saying that for years, sir. It it will never happen because they cannot disclose. Because I think that the truth is something that not only would just you know blow our brains out i think that we cannot process it i i just think that the truth behind all this stuff i think that the truth behind 
UFOs, UFO crashes, aliens, uh, abductions, cryptids, blah, 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 every paranormal aspect of this world. I think the truth is something we will not be able to understand in a way we, we, we would go insane. I said that before. I think that it's something that has to be hidden and has to be kept secret because our world will not function anymore if it is out there. And it, I, I really do believe that. And um, I don't mean necessarily in a sinister way. I don't think it's something that is so evil and so dark. I just think it would change our existence and our everyday life and our understanding of life and ourselves so much that they can not and never will tell us. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, shit. It's what I think. It's 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 really what I think. It's um, I think it will be the, the secret behind all of this is so secret, and I I really think there is just you know a few people, maybe a handful of people who actually know the real 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 truth about all of that, and I think that those people are the only people who are kind of able to handle it. And I think that that's why people always know parts of the truth. You know, those guys who are working on the downed crafts, they know that much. Those guys who've seen the bodies of the, of the pilots, they know so much. And there are a few people who know everything and, and they can handle it, but I don't really think that we could handle it as a society. I think that um, our world would be a different world if this stuff would come out. And, and, and that's why I always said, I'm not sure it's a good idea that people want this closure because I think they cannot handle it. And let me tell you something else. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going now because it's been a long, long fucking time. <laughs> nah, man, you fucking yeah. roll with it, Daniel. You, you go. go. You roll, go. Buddy. No, I don't want to crash your show or anything, but... That is um, the point of been, being... That is exactly <laughs> the point. <laughs> it's been such a long time, and I have... You know, even with my own show, I never really said what I 100% think, because I always, you know, you remember, I wanted my guests on and I wanted to have conversations and I, I'm, I, I was the kind of guy who said, okay, I'm, I'm going to listen to every story. I don't going to say it's wrong or it's right. It's just a story and I will treat it like I believe it because I want the whole thing. So, um, but my own thoughts, well, I'm just Daniel. I'm, I'm no researcher and I'm not, but, but my understanding is, is, is a little different, I guess. And, um, it's I listened to so much stuff in the last few years, you know, shows and radio shows and podcasts and everything. And it's always funny to me because it's like this entertainment aspect. And oh, I'm the UFO show and I'm the serial killer show and I'm this show and I'm talking about creepy stuff. And and then this whole um, hearing and Grouch and what, what's the name of this 
I'm sorry of this idiot with his gray beard and who started uh, the, the thing with George Knapp, um, who brought Bob Lazar back. This, this Jeremy Corbell. Thank you. I hate this guy. Um, <laughs> he's in it just because he thinks he can put his face on everything. And he's like, I, I sorry, I just failed at Hollywood and I failed at f photography and I failed as an artist. So I'm doing this now and this works. And now I can put my face everywhere and I can sit behind Grouch when he's given his statement and I look cool. And all these guys are funny to me because in the end when this disclosure thing started and people were like oh no we're going to get disclosure and all that and it's going to be great and just wait and half a year later we're going to know the truth and all this and oh i know insider information shut the fuck up you don't know shit you're just <laughs> you're just drifters you make money from this you want your entertainment stuff you want your money it's the same like and i have more respect for for tom DeLong for what he did because this guy i think was pulled in by the cia and by the, and just given shit till his brain brain exploded and he started this to the stars academy and 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 he knows shit but his brain wasn't able to really you know process what what he was given Wait, so, you think that he and, has actual CIA information? Of course he has. He was like he was like informed big time, and he wrote. Really? Uh, he writes in his. Yeah, he does. Uh, he writes in his books about it, and and he's like, I cried and I couldn't sleep, and the truth I will never can I never can talk about it, and and he changed, and then he went back to Blink One Eighty Two because it was too much for him. Watch his new movie. He made a movie. Um, Monsters of California, watch the thing. There is so much truth in that movie, it's insane. He basically told us what he knows in this movie. And um, his To the Stars Academy kind of is just an entertainment thing now. And he went back to touring with Blink-182 because his brain couldn't process what he was, what he was taught. And, and it's, it's insanity. And I have more respect for him than for anyone else out there, believe me. Because he was like, all right, this is too much for me. Just, you know, oh, I wanted disclosure. No, thank you. Shut the fuck up. I'm going back to touring with my band. I just, you know. <laughs> and all the other guys um, who were like doing their shows and they're like, oh, and we're going to have disclosure tomorrow. No, fuck, we won't. And I, 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 again, I'm telling you why. Because if we would have disclosure, this world, like we experience now around us we live in every day with our fears our hopes with you know world war three on the horizon and inflation mm. is up and all that mm. shit and oh we lived through covid and now everything is gone and we're free and all this is all so small and it's all so nothing it's 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 nothing because if we would get disclosure and we would know what's going on on this planet and with us as human beings and with those trickster energies around us and what the real truth is, I think society wouldn't only collapse. It, it would be more than that because the, the whole world would be different and they know that. And that's why we will never know. We will never know. And I'm sorry, people, I'm telling you here, you can go back and listen to the other shows who tell you that we're going to get disclosure and all that sh shit. We won't. 
you won't get disclosure. We, we, we will get more lies. Those people lie for not only I, I, that's another thing I've, I kind of think is, is really funny. They're always talking, oh, it's 80 years of lies. No, it's fuck more than that, because it didn't start with Roswell or something like that. It started way before. It started way, way before. Maybe we were lied to like for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Like go back to the Anunnaki and all that stuff. We've been lied to forever since humankind exists. We've been lied to. You really think, oh, now it's 2023 or next year is going to 2024. Oh, now let's tell the people the truth. Never. We're going to be lied to more and more and more and more, and they're going to spin it their way. And if they need it, they will tell us little bits. But the truth, forget it. You will never know the truth. And it's something you have to learn. I mean, look for it and be open and do your research and be fascinated and interested and build your own worldview and stuff like that. But don't think that you will ever know the truth because you will be disappointed because the people who have the truth are way more powerful, maybe not even human, and will never tell you. Hmm. Um, so effectively what you're saying is they're just going to throw us breadcrumbs forever. Of course. To keep of us course. Confused. Like all this it, alien it, stuff that they released, that was just breadcrumbs just to placate the public. Go focus on you know, this. Look here while we do this over here. Maybe, or because they're preparing us for something. Maybe they're just, you know, um, starting now with all this shit, um, um, we don't know how to, we don't know, you know, we, we're hurt for them. We're like cattle. So mm -hmm. I think, I think, um, if they can't control us anymore and, um, the whole stuff they did over the last few years didn't maybe work out fully like they planned. So we need something else. Now I'm, I'm, I'm not talking, talking about, about COVID, right? No, I'm not, 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 not just COVID. I'm, the whole, the stuff that happened with, you know, inflation and, and I mean, there's a war in Ukraine, no doubt about that. But uh, for example, here in Germany, prices went up so high for stuff that has nothing to do with Ukraine. Yeah, same um, here. <laughs> it's like uh, everything suddenly came from the Ukraine. Uh, but I, I didn't know that, you know, uh, um, bread and oil and stuff like everything <laughs> comes from the ukraine i, I didn't know that but yeah so inflation of course covid because during covid they they tested out things that were absolutely insane they made no sense but they tested it and they wanted to find out how how far can we go with that stuff how how can we get rid of you know cash how can we destroy small businesses so everyone has to work for the big businesses? How can we? It was kind of like a test run for something. Now, it didn't work out perfectly because, well, you saw society regenerate pretty quickly after this. I mean, thank God Putin started a war, right? Because that defeated COVID. <laughs> Actually, because when he started the war, nobody talked about it anymore, and then it was gone. And um, so uh, he just had to move on it, to the next one, you know. 
Oh, of course. But um, and now, thank God, there is a new war because that kind of made Putin disappear. But it's just not. Let's not get in polit political conspiracies because that's something I think is way too small. I think there is something way bigger mm -hmm. behind all of this, and I think um, if you can't control the population enough, you need a new threat, and that's something um, Reagan talked about, for example. If there was a threat from outer space, humanity would finally be able to work together and all that stuff, and I'm, again, very important here because there is this thing called Project Blue Beam out there. Everyone is saying, oh, they're going to fake an alien invasion, and it's Project Blue Beam. Uh-uh, Project Blue Beam is from one guy who wrote a book, and it was not about aliens. It was actually religious things. They, He said they're going to project Jesus Christ and something like that in the sky, and then the people will say, oh, my God, Christ is back. And somehow they turned this into this alien thing that, oh, they're going to project Bluebeam, they're going to make a fake alien invasion and all that. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just, it would be enough. It would be enough if they do stuff like they just started to do and tell us, oh, yeah, there, we have this stuff and we don't know where it comes from. But, um, well, we have this signal from planet, I don't know, I don't give a fuck. And uh, we know it's my favorite is. planet. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, mine too. I want to live there. I want to live on planet. I don't give a fuck. Believe uh -huh. me, I, it would be an easy life. No, but you know what I mean. And it it would be enough. And then you tell us they're coming here. Well, thank God we have space force, right? <laughs> And yeah. thank God we started to prepare for something like that without telling you people, because now we might be uh, attacked or there might be a threat, but we can save you. And it's something that will affect all religions and all people because we are on this planet are attacked from an outside force. And it would be enough to bring people back to... I don't know, maybe you have to lock down again. We don't know what will happen. Uh, please just, you know, we have to work together um, against the threat. I'm just, you know, speculating here, but something like that is, of course, possible. And um, maybe that's something they're always having on their agenda, like... Um, as a final answer, if nothing else works. And I, I, I think that's why they're kind of introducing us little by little to this stuff without telling us the truth, because uh, it's not it's not like that simple. It's not, oh, there's a crashed saucer and there was a gray alien in it. And uh, the, those are the aliens. And it's not that simple. It's And we talked about it before. I don't think it's that simple. I think well, I, it's very more complex. And I even come from the point of like, not to get into a religious conversation, but like organized religion as a whole, I've always felt was just a way to control the populace to where I feel like if there's something else, that kind of destroys that. So do we got to make it so big that we can use it to control everyone again? Because 
I mean, if you look at studies, people are saying – or they say that people are going away from organized religion. If they're religious at all, they're going to the more just spirituality and whatnot and believing in a higher power but maybe not going to a church and listening to the rules of the church. And now we got to create something else to all-encompass it you know, to control the populace more. For example, and if you go back to my shows with uh, um, Matthew Alper, who I really respect and love, who wrote The God Part of the Brain, mm -hmm. uh, who's talking about that, you know, our whole religious thing, the belief system in, in something higher and all that is in our brains because, well, um, we needed it. Evolution did it because if you just put humankind on this planet and say there you are uh, and we realize one day oh um, we're here for 80 years and then we die and there is no reason and there is nothing we can do about it and why are we here uh, we wouldn't have survived so evolution put the thing in our brain that tells us to believe in something just to survive and that's why it's so easy for, you know, cults and religions and all that to catch people. And I think um, I think it's a big part because even the paranormal stuff, even even the conspiracy stuff, it's all a belief system. Um, and and that's why we, we can go back to the gray bearded douchebag. Um, what's his name again? <laughs> I, 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 I know how I know his name, but I don't want Jeremy Corbell. Yeah, I just don't want to say this name because it gives me like, I don't know. But um, <laughs> this guy is like, he's like a cult. He is the same exact thing. I mean, um, I have mad respect for Bob Lazar. And by the way, I still believe Bob Lazar's story. But Bob Lazar wanted just, you know, he just said, all right, I told my story. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just please go away. And this douchebag... Uh, whose name I don't want to say. Um, just, you know, I don't know how, maybe money, of course, because everyone needs money. I need money too. Everyone needs money. So he just pulled him back into the spotlight and made this comeback for Bob Lazar. And now he feels like I'm the one who is like the handler of Bob Lazar and all that. I can't stand this shit. But this guy is like, he is like a guru. He is like a cult leader. And he's like, he, he, George Knapp, he even got George Knapp, a legend, a radio legend, coast to coast, of course, but also the first guy who ever brought Bob Lazar's story on the air. He got this guy to do a podcast with him and it's shit. It's not good because all you're doing is telling people every week, oh, disclosure, it's right around the corner and I have new information and I will tell you about the information in three weeks because then I can talk about it. Or maybe not, maybe in five weeks. But 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 there is information. People believe me, I have information. I can't give it to you, but I have it and I will give it you, give it to you in three weeks or maybe five or maybe six, but I have it, please. Please listen to my podcast because I have it. It just sucks so much, man. If you have it, go on television, show it, and just, you know, do it. If you want money, of course, then stretch it as long as you can and, and keep people on the edge and keep pushing. And, and 
it sucks, man. And it drives me crazy. Now, there is one thing I want to say, and, and, and this is very important for me because um, you all know I'm not on the air anymore. I'm not doing my show. My, my show wasn't like a big thing. Oh, my God. I'm not like I, I didn't do this big thing, but I had a few very, very important people on, I think. And um, I want to tell the people, if, if you listen to this and you're a fan or you've been a fan of WID and of myself and you supported me um first of all and this is something really i i'm so glad i'm on today because i wanted to talk about this stuff for a while now and um i even tried to do a comeback and i even if it was just for uh one show i tried to do this last year at around halloween and it didn't work out so um I'm so glad that I'm here and I hope people hear this because first of all, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the people who believed in me and who listened to my show. The other thing is, and this is very important to me, I didn't quit because I was like, uh, I just don't want to do this anymore. There were reasons for it. Um, yeah, financial reasons, but also other reasons. Um, and it's important to me for you to know that stuff happened that was very weird. Um, I lost, for example, I lost all my archives. Everything is gone. Um, my old website just disappeared. Um, I did not cancel it or something, and I had all my files st stored on there. Um, it just disappeared. My domain was gone suddenly. And with my domain, all my files were gone. <laughs> Um, so I don't have, and if you listen to this, if you have recorded shows, if you have something from WID left, please send it to me. Um, I have nothing. I second I that. Have, I have nothing. It's all gone. And I'm not saying, oh, the conspiracy, because I'm way too little for that. But something weird happened and everything is gone. So I have a new website. I have, um, there is nothing on it. Don't go there and be like, oh, Daniel. <laughs> It's just it's just danielgrothy.us. That's pretty cool because I'm in Germany, but I still got a U.S. domain. That's not cool, <laughs> but I still I got it. Um, and uh, there you can contact me. And if you have recordings, anything from those times, please send it to me. Um, the other thing is, and that's what I really wanted to say. Um, it was a lot of work. And I did everything by myself and I just couldn't do it anymore. And that's because I had to live. We all know how work, uh, how life is. And um, I worked uh, a lot on this show. I had no producer. I had nothing. I had to contact people, read all the books, write 100 emails a day, do the show, do everything. And... Um, I had to stop because I had to get a job because I had to just work to live. And that's what I'm still doing. And um, I uh, don't, you know, just a normal job, don't have a lot of money, but I can kind of exist. <laughs> and that was something that I um, needed to do because um, 
you're not getting rich or you're not able to live from a small radio show from Germany. So I'm very sorry for all the people who uh, believed in me and, and, and supported me. Um, I had one year that was amazing and it was a year of my life and I wish I could be back there because I never, ever had so much fun in my life. Believe me. And um, with the conversation we had before, and that's why I'm saying that is, one thing you can believe me, I never did anything for entertainment or for money or for something like that. I am, as you might know, if you know me, a big fan of Art Bell and the old radio days. And I really just wanted to talk to those people to find my own truth and to give people the truth. And I'm not Mr gray beard asshole sitting behind Grouch in Congress who's grifting money. I wanted to talk to those people to know the truth. And if I ever would have gotten the chance to get something, you know, like documents or a video or something no one else has. I tried with the Kinsella brothers because they said they know someone who has this predator-like alien video from from a forest or something. If I would get my hands on something like that, I would immediately present that without, you know, asking for money or something. I would give that to the public immediately because that is what this is all about. And I think every fucking host, sorry for the swearing, I did it a few times, but... now nah, we do it all the time. It's good. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that would every fucking host out there with a paranormal show should be about try to get proof try to get stuff and give it to your listeners your people give it to the fucking media i don't care just out there it's not yours and it's not about money it's about the truth and it's about the people who are listening to stuff like that for decades to find out something and it's just it would be enough to finally confirm that something crashed in Roswell or, or, or something is happening. Just give it out there and don't make like this theatrics and, and this show and oh, I have maybe I have information. Fuck you. If you don't have it, just don't talk about it. And um, yeah, just important to me, people out there who supported me, who listened to me. Um, I hope you know that I always was truthful and I always wanted the truth and I was not in it for the money and I think the best proof for that is that I had to stop because I had no money <laughs> <laughs> oh shit I love it I love it I don't even know if we can top that um no it was Mike, a rant. I, I I just crashed your show <laughs> yeah it's but, good uh, Mike is there anything you want to add any I, anything you wanted to ask Daniel? You didn't I have a ask. question for Daniel. Daniel, yeah. in America, most <laughs> yeah. of our local ghost stories and haunted houses are tied to places that have seen a significant amount of death. Uh, Indian graveyards, Native American graveyards. That seems to be mounds. A America. Mounds. Um, so. I think we're all aware that there was like a little bit of a thing that happened in Germany. Oh, in yeah. The 30s. Uh, 
and there were some sites of mass death. Um, I don't think we need to delve into it. We're all aware of what happened in 1933 to 1942. Um, uh, I'm thankful that you know, because there are still assholes out there who say oh it didn't happen. Dude, these people yeah. are fucking insane. Um, yeah. So I, I had this question. I, I actually thought of it a couple weeks ago, and I was going to Google it. And then I found out you were coming on the show, and I was like, oh, this is the perfect guy to ask, right? Are in Germany the Holocaust sites? Are there any kind of significant supernatural phenomenon tied to them? Absolutely. Um, would you would you be so kind as to just tell us some stories potentially? Some well, I don't have. You have about I don't them. have really exactly stories about that, but it's um it starts way back, by the way. Um, uh, if you if you think about um. Uh, another big thing is the Black Plague, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 we have we have a lot of um, not you know places where hundreds of people are buried without other people knowing, um, because so many people died that they just put them in the ground and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And um, here in Bavaria, for example, it it, it really. It's creepy, but it, it can happen. You just, you know, you're walking through a wood and suddenly there's a pretty big field and you see like, um, okay, there's no vegetation and it's kind of weird. And then you see a little small wooden sign that says this is a um, a graveyard for uh, the plague people. And um, uh, so... Um, it starts there. So we have, uh, what I want to say with that is we have a lot of stuff in Germany that is, um, creepy and, um, of course the war and I'm, I will come to your question, but I remember living in Berlin when they told me that, um, when they built, the um, the underground, um, the transportation system um here in germany they build it through a graveyard so if you're traveling by train on the ground there are dead people around you and that is something that is something that always creeped me out man Uh, it's like all right they just you know they just build it there and then of course the holocaust um it's if you think about it, it's insanity how many people died. And you get those reports of um, school classes um, visiting those places because, of course, their places are still there and um, they're museums most of the time. Um, so people can go there with, with uh, school children and uh, teach them about what happened. And um, yeah, so it's always talked about how there are voices there are shadow beings there is this um people throw up when they visit those places um people get the typical paranormal stuff the typical um poltergeist stuff like suddenly it is summer but you feel like it's like um freezing outside um you have that stuff all around germany and i think you know, it's not only that. It's we have so much history here. We have 
of course, the bad, bad Holocaust stuff, but there is also um, the witch trials and um, the witch burnings. We have the Black Plague stuff. So it's it's like Germany feels very haunted, but people are not open to it because Germans are very not believing in anything. Um, but if you are someone who is open for paranormal stuff, I think there is no place creepier than Germany because we have history and we have hauntings all around. And it's it's really insane. I live in Burghausen. It's a small town. Um, we have the world's largest castle here and people have been burned here and people have been, you know, um, there were witch trials and, and witch drownings and all that. And I swear to you, and this is not a Halloween joke or something, um, I personally experienced it. Uh, I was walking, this was years ago, but I was walking um, around on, on, the, on the castle, on, the, on the, the, the world's largest castle. And I could hear like um, horses, the, the hooves of the horses on, 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 on the terrain. And um, there are no horses here. So you walk around there and you hear this and you're like, what the freak is going on? <laughs> and it gets cold. And um, there is a part of this town that, that is, we have an, an old town and a new town. The old town is, you know, you, you have to go down a hill and then there is a whole part of the city that is pretty basically unchanged very old buildings and and kind of medieval stuff still and the climate and i'm not i'm i'm really not kidding the climate down there is completely different than up here in the new town it's always cold and foggy down there and it's just insane it's uh, and people are different too people who live down there um are very different they're like almost a little dark um it's it's a weird 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 city um and so yeah not exactly answering your question but there is a lot of history of death and pain and um darkness in germany and i think um you can feel it if you are a believer the only problem is a lot of Germans are not, you know, they're not really believing in anything supernatural. So they're not open to feel that stuff. If they would, maybe they'd go insane. I don't know. Because we have <laughs> a lot of, yeah, because we have a lot of dark history here. And I personally think you can feel it all around. Uh, why do you think that that uh, why is Germany as a country disinclined to being open and believing? I don't know. Honest answer, but uh, I, maybe because with all that, you know, everything that happened with German history and culture, maybe we just try to focus on work and rebuild and. Everything that 
would kind of be a problem with that, you know, like entertainment and believing in outrageous things and research and stuff like that. Everything would have stopped you in rebuilding the country and in kind of keep this workforce going and you know like a machine and everything has to work and we have to maybe maybe don't look left or right because if you look left or right you can't work you can't stay right. straight Almost something like, like that like a, we don't have time for this right now mm -hmm. something like but that yeah something like more that. to focus yeah. on than the fantastic that's something like that right and and i think that this still is kind of going on and and, and it's kind of like imprinted in our in our um uh, dna here so um and it, i mean it's a cliche i know and even in the united states it's a cliche that german people are always um working on point everything you know and and it really is like that serious but we we i i would i would say serious is the mm -hmm. term very uh, yeah very serious and very um fact driven um yeah. and there's not not much place for fantasy and for dreaming and for um uh, paranormal stuff and all that stuff yeah so um but on the other hand if you are and thankfully i think i am uh, open to that stuff you feel it's a really dark magical place because stuff happened here man i mean over there with you guys too um but here it feels I mean, almost like yes evil dark you know yes, like that's what I, my point that i want to get at like america we've got our own stories but we've been a country for 250 years okay. 300 right yeah germany has existed in some form for thousands of years like the amount of history and things that have happened there, the buildup of just I, I'm I'm a believer in supernatural energy, um, building up in places over a period of time. And I just think like the history of Germany and the land in Europe, and the hit like the 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 buildup of energy in that country has to just be incredible at this point. It, 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 I I really think it is, but like I said, it's kind of it's kind of said but people are not listening to it because i think you could kind of connect to it more and maybe learn something from it or maybe i don't know build like uh this sounds like fairy tale stuff but i think like if we would connect to it more we could overcome it in a kind of way and could change it and could maybe break out from this weird i don't know dark cloud like yeah yeah thank you mike mm -hmm. that's exactly it uh, break out from it and overcome it and and try to be different but i don't think that it's happening here because people are more like well uh i read my daily newspaper and i watched my favorite soccer team score goals so uh, i can go back to work and um um, I don't know why I feel weird when I walk this way, but um, I'll be at work soon and everything will be fine. It's it's just people are not connected to the. This is it. Really is like a, people aren't connected to their homeland here. It's more like, of course we're not. Well, we, 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 if I think about America, let's say it like that. 
of course we cannot have the same patriotism as you guys for example this is something we cannot have because of our history it's not possible um problem with that is in my eyes that people are not really connected with this country with this land they're walking on every day so they ignore the history in a weird kind of way and of course then spiritually and and with what we just talked about this is something that's also not touched so we're just existing on this land and we're just well we're the germans and we do this but it's not like um there is no connection between the country we live in and us i know this is kind of strange maybe for americans to understand but it's like well i live here but i'm not i i can't identify with where i live yeah it's not a while it is a different concept to us it's not like strange i i get it you've got it would be really hard to be the bad guys of the entire world right for a period of time because let's say even after like two world wars you guys are on the wrong side of history for two world wars and then there is a significant amount of feelings that exist after for a period yeah. of time so how could you uh how old are you dan when were you born daniel uh in late 19... 70s early 1983 okay uh, i turned uh 40 years old uh, uh a few days ago <laughs> oh that's awesome man okay so you're like our which i assume um, so it would be very hard for someone born in 1983 to want to connect to a country that in 83, essentially other than the Russians was still the bad guy of the world. Like, why would you want to be patriotic for a country that's effectively looked down on by other countries um, that yeah, the, um, makes incredible amount of sense to me an incredible yeah. Uh, I'm telling you one more thing, um, for example, just a, a good example for this. Um, as you know, my mom is American, so I, I have a lot of uh, American feelings in me and I still <laughs> connect more to your country. But um, something, maybe that's why I see things differently here. But um, for example, um, we all know the American flag, right? Iconic and and, mm -hmm. and, and something just everyone, it, it, it has an importance to it. So in Germany, you don't see a German flag, except there is like, um, you know, uh, a World Cup soccer or something. Then everyone has the German flag out and it's like, oh, Germany's part of the World Cup or like 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 something like that. But when the World Cup's over, put the flag away. Because if you show the flag, then you might be, I don't know, a Nazi, or you might mm. be right. You might be on the right side of, of uh, politics or something, you know? Oh, even in your own country. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a problem. And um, even 
the things I say now, if I would say those things like, hey, um, why can't we show the German flag uh, after the World Cup's over? Um, in Germany, you would be, we have um, a political party that's called AFD, um, Alternative for Germany. Uh, and you would be um, called part of that because, hey, why, 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 what are you, are you a Nazi or, or something? And it's insane. You know, can't it's, be it's too just, pro-German. You can, exactly. Looked at and, and, and that's a problem because I think if you, um, let me, let me say it like that, because I, maybe that is, um, the best way to describe it. Um, the problem I have with that, and this is not politically, so this is just, you know, if you are not able to have your own identity as a country, then I think your country will fail because you need, you need you you just need some kind of soul for your country you just need something you can be proud of something you can say hey i i live here i live here i, I want to work for this country i want to bring this country to some place i i i i want to be part of this and this is something we cannot have we we we, we can't have an own identity, I think, because of all the things that happened. And I think that this is very, very dangerous and people just get it wrong because they think that if you say, hey, I, I, I want to be able to believe in my country or something, be, oh, you're, you're a Nazi or something. And it's, it's not that. And I always try um, to tell people, hey, I'm half American. Look, I just see it differently. I think it's not it's not racism and it's not it's not Nazi. It's patriotism, and this is something very very different. Patriotism is to be proud of your country because you're born in it, you're working for it, you live there, and you want your country to be a great country for everyone, black, white, Asian, Latino. I don't care. You want your country to be something great for everyone, where everyone has a chance and where everyone is strong and we can work together and be something. This is something, patriotism, it's totally different from, oh, Germany, you know, we're the best. No, it's be proud of your country and your heritage and and make it a better place for everyone. And I think people here don't understand that at all. They don't understand it at all. Wow. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, while not answering <laughs> my question, I feel like we got better information than we would have about some ghost story <laughs> at a Holocaust. <laughs> now it's just, you know, it, it, this is stuff that really angers me because it's, um, I, I don't think it's very, it's not even, it's, it's not complicated. It's, it's something very, for me, it's, it's right in front of you. If you are kind of 
if you feel at home you you want everyone else around you to feel at home and 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 if everyone feels at home and if everyone is okay with where they are it's a great society i i don't think there is like it's not complicated but by the way the same for you guys i mean there was enough trouble in the united states right i mean oh yeah it's it's a mess here it's a mess here yes yes (laughs) no i mean it's the same thing i mean our problem here the opposite of yours is we have people that love america too much too much way too much too much yeah yeah I know, and I, I mean, when I did my show, I, there was this real big political thing with Trump and not Trump and Black Lives Matter and riots and everything. It's still going it's, on. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's like, why can't we just accept? I mean, come on, man, it's so simple. Just <laughs> accept who you are, where you are, and, and try to make your place, wherever you are, a good place for everyone Mm -hmm. and for me it's so simple make the place where you are a good place for everyone it's like with your home if you if you have a great home and your family is fine and everything is cool and people come visit you and they feel at home and you treat them like you know equals and everything you can have a great time just do that with the whole country and all around the world and everything is cool. Just, you know, just do it. Just like <laughs> treat people. That That's basically, I know this is like cliche, but treat people like you want to be treated. That's all. That's it. Doesn't, doesn't seem that hard, does it? <laughs> no, it's so, it's so simple. It's, it's just, you know, and 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 we kind of we kind of said that it but funny because it connects back to the CM Punk stuff we talked about when when we talked about how CM Punk treats people like they treat him. Yeah, do that. You know, if you, they just treat people good and they will treat you good. It's just it's, it's so simple. I don't understand why people are always like fighting and there is a split in society and it's just. Hey, just get along. It's not See, that hard. It all comes back around because it's the distractions that they have to put in place to keep everybody arguing over here so they can do something different over there. Yeah, Roger, it's the slide of the hand. I think the biggest one in America right now is the racial divide. Mm-hmm. You guys look like this and you guys look like this, so you guys shouldn't like each other. And it's like, well, no, we shouldn't like you, motherfucker, because you're the one doing this to us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we don't. But we don't. We got dipshits writing songs about like what you shouldn't do in a small town. Try uh, <laughs> that in a small town. And, and it's like, and, it's, and, and then and then shooting it in a place, shooting a music video in a place where people have been hung and lynched. Yeah. And then claiming that like, nah, man, like it wasn't. I wasn't talking about blacks. Bro, you were talking about blacks. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just be real here, man. Like, like you were talking about blacks. Like, like when you said robbing the liquor store, you were talking about blacks. Because you might not get this, Daniel. In America, if you say robbing a liquor store, you immediately think of a black person, right? If yeah, you yeah. say robbing a gas station, you immediately think of a white. 
And I don't know why, <laughs> but I think it's because movies and TV yep. have conditioned us yep. in these ways, right? If you rob a yep. gas station, I immediately think of a white dude. I hear of a liquor store robbery, I immediately think of a black guy. Right? I, I, it's America. I, I think what um, Mr. Ingrid Cold, the fiasco Mike here just said, <laughs> it's the most most important thing ever because um, it's basically it's 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 exactly that. The people we should all be pissed about are those who are. Um, manipulating us and who are who are dividing us we should not hate the other skin color or the other religion or the, you know we should love those people come together and shove it up the asses of those yeah. people who are yep. trolling us who are doing this to us who are dividing us who are responsible for things like we don't have power. We don't have money. We have to grind our asses 24-7 to just have a fucking home, mm. to, to have uh, electricity and inflation goes up and, and, and we don't know how to, to continue and, and shit like that. If we all would give a fuck about color, religion, race, all that shit, and would work together and give it back to those guys. By the way, back to what I said, who also have the knowledge of all the shit that is going on and all the paranormal stuff and the real truth, if we would go against those people together, we would have a fucking chance to be yeah. a really, really great, yes. happy society. And Daniel, that is I'm a message that is really important, I think. We should work I together, not against each other. I think that is a great message. Um, I I want. Are you familiar with a musician named Oliver Anthony, Daniel? Not he, real. He's an American. Country, he's an American country musician. Uh, so he has received a bit of fame the last few months here in America. He wrote this song called "Rich Men North of Richmond." Oh, right? of course I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. the red guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. so this is a song where effectively he says something we can all agree in in America. That the guys in Washington, D.C., the rich men in Washington, D.C., because that's what he's talking about, north of Richmond, are ruining our lives. Yeah. Ruining our lives, which is something across the board in America we agree on. Across the board. Damn near across the board. If you're under the age of 45, mm -hmm. you agree with this, right? So what happened to this song that this guy made that we could all agree on, right? There's one line in this song where he talks about fudge rails, right? <laughs> all right. He talks about fudge rails. He says, uh, if you weigh 300 pounds... Our tax dollars ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rails. Uh, <laughs> essentially saying that people that are can go to work and do things, he's essentially talking about people that take handouts, right? When right. they don't need them. This is, again, something we can all agree on across the board in America. But what happened was the left took that one line and went, 
this guy right here, he hates fat people, and he's a <laughs> sizist, and he doesn't think people should be receiving welfare. And then the right took this guy, even though he's talking shit about the right, specifically, <laughs> specifically, he's against the right in this song. If you really listen to it, yep. you really listen to it, it's against yep. all politicians, but he's specifically talking about the fucking right. Then the right took him and started putting him at political conventions. And this is the problem we have in America, Daniel. No, this is the problem we have around the that world. That was aid that we could all come together and support. Yeah. Got politicized is, on both sides and caused a what, divide in this country over Little Debbie snack cakes. Which are delicious, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're kind of great. I'm going to be real. Is, I, like, I like half a fudge rail. After that, I'm good. Then I'll this take the rest the of your bag. Around but the world, and, these and, and are the. I guess everybody has their own problems of like, like over there, it's keep your head down and do your job. Here, it's like, wow, we can't even come together over something we all fundamentally agree on. Like, we yeah, all fundamentally why... agree with every line of this song, except the fudge rails line, and now we don't get along anymore. Yeah, but this is how they use us. Exactly. exactly. This is the point I was getting at. This man made a piece of art that said how we were all feeling, and they took it and used it against us. Yep. Yeah, but that's what they need to do because that's the only way they can work. If 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 something is affecting you in some kind of way emotionally, some if if something is really talking to you and 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 a nation can come together and feel it and then they have to turn it around because it's the most dangerous thing to them mm -hmm. if, if Us, we united if we are if we are able to overcome all this bullshit and be united thank you mike then it's the greatest danger in the world to those in control and they have to do anything and everything to make it happen that we are divided, that we are fighting and that we are not in line because we, again, people, this is so important. Hey, if I will never ever be on the air again, I don't care if, if you like me, if you don't like me, I don't, I don't give a fucking shit. Just keep that in your head. The biggest danger to those in power is us people united without fighting because we are millions and they are 12. So they always know we can overpower them, we can overthrow them, and our energy, our power, our spirit is so, so much stronger than theirs. But for I don't know what reason, for thousands of years, they were able to manage us like cattle. Don't be cattle, people. Just jump over the fucking fence. Think for yourselves. Unite. And this world will be very, very different. Believe me, we could be so different. We could be a society that functions 
is thriving and has no financial problems. But for some kind of reason, we are accepting this divide and we are thriving by this divide because we like it. We are watching TV and we are watching people win money on game shows and be like, oh, I wish I could this, I wish I could do that and watch those celebrities. And we are manipulated, you know, through and through and through and through. Stop. Just unite. I mean, it's it's not that hard. It's not that hard. You know what's the biggest, the biggest manipulating tool out there is fear. It's the biggest tool they have. And they play it every day, every single day. Fear about, you know, losing your job, having no money, terrorism, aliens. Everything we talked about is based on fear. And I know it's around Halloween and it's about fear. But why is Halloween about fear? Because it comes from some hind. The days are getting dark. Of course, people had fear because, hey, there's no daylight left. It gets cold and, and all that shit. But why are we why are we putting jack-o'-lanterns out there to, 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 to counter the ghosts, to, you know, to, to fear the ghosts away? Just, you know, take that for yourself. And think about it, because this whole world functions around fear. If you lose your fear, you're free. You can jump the fucking cage. You can climb out of this cage that we're in. And you can become free. And I really think that's the truth. I think we should start to stop fearing stuff and start to embracing each other, embracing life and come together and the more they push we should start loving each other caring for each other and stopping fearing each other and if they're now introducing new new stuff like terrorism from there and war there and the virus is coming back and this and that and everything stop just stop to fear life because hey God part of the brain. Think about it. You're here for 80 years, man, if it, everything works out well. Hmm. Do you want to live those 80 years in fear? Or do you want to live those 80 years having a great life, having fun with people, making barbecues in your backyard, having a burger or two? And by the way, a burger will not kill you. And you will not, you know, get fat and stuff because you're having a burger sometime because that's another thing just have what you like and what you're feeling good with and don't let those assholes control your life because again like i said the real truth you will never know so you can have a great life and just exist without fear and in love with each other. That's all I have to say, because I really think, oh gosh, I love to be back on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got to get There's you so back much. on 
though again because i have like so many questions that we don't have time yeah for today. yeah this is uh, like, this is then you about i don't want to ramble man but it, 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 maui german bigfoot like, <laughs> i've got so many questions that we're not going to have time for so we're going to get you back on yeah we'll schedule another one this has been because i've got absolutely so amazing yeah I, I don't and, want to bore you. I don't want to sound like a prophet or something, but it's like <laughs> it's it, it it's stuff that pisses me off, you know, because it's it's so simple. Basically, it's so simple. All the media is telling us all the time, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, and fight and this and and those people are bad. And it's not like that. If people just would wake the fuck up and see that it's not like that it's yep. way easier it's so easy you exist on this planet for a short time and and that's it and make the best of it and don't you know hate someone because he thinks different or has another religion and believe me again because it's halloween and because we're talking about spooky shit and because you know what i'm interested in i'm telling you again you have no fucking idea what life really is because i swear to you i swear to you the truth is so different you don't even want to know what's going on behind the scenes you don't even want to know it so fucking live your life i know if you get bits of the truth get them just you know be interested in stuff be interested in stuff and and, and 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 if you're interested in the simple stuff if you're interested in the wwe live it if you're interested in soccer live it if you're interested in nascar live it if you're interested in podcasts live it but just be fucking happy and live your life because you won't maybe i don't know you won't get a second life like this and don't waste your fucking time hating your neighbor, another yep. country, a, another religion, another, I don't know what, don't fucking hate anything because it's a waste of time. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think we're going to sign off uh, on this. We got to reschedule another one of these because this was awesome. Um, yeah, so many, I, like, so I many like questions. I stole so much time we from you. Into so yeah. many questions. This is our our longest show. I know that. Um, this has been awesome. I'm gonna, me and Mike are gonna do our sign off, and Daniel, we're gonna give you the honors of closing this out with however you want to sign off. But I'll say this as hey, I just, always just say: just a moment, just a moment. You have to cut like um, 45 minutes out of my conversation of this show because it's never awkward for wrestling fans it doesn't matter they'll 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 enjoy it before we go one more thing um uh there is um a podcast out there that is really funny and i want to tell people to listen to it because i um it it kind of saved my mind a little bit uh, it's Necronomipod, and they, those guys are based in Ohio, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's a good show. Yeah, they're insanely um, entertaining, and um, and they do something they call F. Mary Kill on every show. <laughs> on every show. 
So what I want to do is, because I'm inspired by those guys in this moment, I want to do a F. Mary kill for Halloween with you guys. So um, just um, a Halloween F. Mary kill. F. Mary kill, Michael Myers, Leatherface, mm. and Chucky. Okay. I, you. First of all, we used to do one of these every episode. <laughs> we did. We used to do a... a, a a fuck Mary kill every episode. All uh, right. You said fuck Mary kill. I said F Mary kill. It's, that's different. Yeah, no, you... we say fuck on this show quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> almost, almost probably too much. Probably. Uh, but um, so here's where I go with this, right? Chucky's a motherfucker. Get him out of here. We're killing him, right? Um, oh, right, all right, all right. He's he's an asshole, right? Um, so. I'm going to fuck Michael Myers because he's got that like brooding dark thing going on about him. <laughs> and I'm going to marry Leatherface because I feel like he would just appreciate you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like he would just really appreciate. Yeah, he would appreciate you on, your, on his hook. Definitely. He would appreciate having company and family because family is important. Really? In this series. So. Hey, it's that, a way to look at it. Yeah. It's a way to look at it. I think I, I'm 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 I I'm killing Leatherface. Deep inside, man. All right. I think Leatherface has to go. He scares me too much. Um man, I don't know. But I feel a like great AW match, man. You can't can. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I feel like Michael <laughs> Myers would be like the silent type that you could just, you know, placate and probably have your life the way you wanted it so you marry him and then you just you f chucky and hope that you can you know i mean he's a doll if he gives you attitude just kick him against the wall that's my theory <laughs> that's fair that's fair um now that you brought okay. these up i'm gonna just throw a little something out and then we can sign off hey, uh you don't want my answer i oh, do yeah. <laughs> yes i want your yeah yeah so i'm gonna kill leatherface Right, because I agree. Other, because he is fucking ugly. Yep, <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm gonna f Michael Myers because uh, I love all the Halloween movies. All he's this. He's the shady person. He's, he's like the uh, series. Yeah, and you can say you f um the ultimate evil. True. And. I'm going to marry Chucky because I fucking love Brett Dourif. <laughs> hey, there you go. He is outstanding. <laughs> In everything. I mean, imagine talking to Brett Dourif every day. <laughs> and his daughter seems really cool, too, by the way. <laughs> Um, you guys are fans of which we are Jason, Chucky, Freddy, um, Leatherface. I highly recommend if you guys are familiar with screenwriter Max Landis, he, uh, of course, right? So, Max Landis, uh, which we know Max Landis got canceled a few years back. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna be real. I'm a huge Max Landis fan. Massive yeah. Max Landis fan, especially Max Landis in 2023 that's gone through uh, 
a decade of cancellation and has become <laughs> mature and understands the world now. Um, but he, as a screenwriter, he's not getting canceled. any more work. He's not getting any more work because he got canceled, right? So he's We're basically just canceled after the show. You, you have to just it. throwing his ideas out on YouTube now. He has a video for a movie he wrote called The Hellbound Heart, which is the Wizard of Oz, except in hell. And it's about this boy who gets sucked to hell because he finds a puzzle box and gets sucked to hell. And it's the Wizard of Oz. He's Dorothy with Freddy Krueger as the Tin Man. Jason Voorhees as the Cowardly Lion, and Chucky is the Scarecrow. And they take a trip through hell, all four of them, to confront Pinhead. And while they're doing this, they fight Michael Myers, uh, Leatherface, the Scream Murders. Like, he tells this brilliant – it's like a 45-minute-long YouTube video where he tells this entire screenplay, and it's brilliant. I highly recommend everybody go listen to it. Max Landis, The Hellbound Heart. It is pure genius, and I recommend everybody go listen to it. But uh, let's do our sign-offs, guys. Oh, well, guys, this has been awesome. I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. All right. I have the honor. So um, this was my comeback. I don't know if you liked it, but um, I did. And um, crazy to be back on the air. Um, love those guys. Thank you for everything. And um, there is one more thing left to say, and that is Happy Halloween.